This episode is brought to you by Geekade.com, where we create an array of podcasts, articles, and more for everyone, no matter what your geek is. And if you want to help us make even more content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Geekade. Now on with the show. Warning. The following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. In the criminal justice system, the people are represented by two separate yet equally important groups. The police who investigate crime and the district attorneys who prosecute the offenders. These are their stories. Good evening and welcome to this week's episode of this week's episode. This is episode 200 for the week of April 2nd, 2020. I am your host, Evan Goldstein, and with me, as always, is the wonderful Karen Randazzo. There's no singing in Supernatural. (laughs) And the amazing Chris Randazzo. I'm sure the dead woman is sorry for the inconvenience. Uh, so much television was watched, and as I was sitting here thinking about it, we are pretty much going back to how we started yeah, this a whole bit. thing. Yeah, 200 episodes, we started where each one of us picked an episode, we made the other two watch it, and then we just chatted about it. Apparently, that idea is not staled yet, and we are going to do it again and make it better. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you know... We here on this week's episode talk television, and for our special 200th episode, we decided to pick our favorite epi- 200th episodes of a show, <laughs> sort of, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, I works. chose... That was English. Right? I'll yeah. take it. I chose How I Met Your Mother, Season 9, Episode 16, How Your Mother Met Me. Karen, you chose... Supernatural season 10 episode 5 fan fiction and Chris you chose Law and Order season 9 episode 19 Tabula Rasa mm-hmm. all of these shows are, are quite important to us but before we get into that here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com just suggest a show tell us what you're what you're doing how you're you're living you know reach out to us let us know you're out there because we want to hear from you we love to hear from you. Oh, so I, I'm going to, I'm going to start because I had to, I, I, I'm still doing my, how I met your mother rewatch. And I how? tried, I tried, I, I, I had to skip, like I, I'm still at the tail end of season eight and I jumped ahead and I watched this one and now I'm like, damn it. Now this this it's ruined. It's spoiled. I know how he. That's not true. I'm gonna watch the whole thing. I love this show. Ah, <sighs> so 
What have you guys been watching? Not a tremendous ton, believe it or not. Yeah, really not much of anything. All of no. these people out there who have tons of quarantine time, you know, God love you. Yeah, we are not among you. <laughs> we are not among you. I think we discussed this a bit yeah. last week. Um, I finished Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Um, still awesome. Not much to say about that. But the other thing that I did is I... Um, Finished that, and I went on to um, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I decided to rewatch that <laughs> okay. for the first time. All right. Um, and I'm only, Wait, you know... rewatch it for the first time? You have not rewatched that yet? No. Wow. I feel like that would have been already done by you. But it, it was not. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, I had not done that before, and... Uh, it's I'm only maybe halfway through the first season and the thing that strikes me about it is just how different everybody is from where they ended up in the show mm-hmm. at the beginning. Yes. Um which I think is a good sign a sign of good storytelling. Oh yeah, the the show progressed there was growth, yeah. Exactly. So uh so that's been fun and neat and filling my days with fun songs. Um <laughs> And we watched a few more Shit's Creeks. I did notice that the episode that you picked for the 200th episode did have a multi- that had a, a multitude of musical numbers in it. I didn't know if you did that on purpose. Um. Well, you know, I'm a sucker for a musical. <laughs> um. Yeah. So we watched a few more Shit's Creeks, and um, and we did our. You know, we had extra homework this week. Mm. That's really about all we've had time for because it's just been a. It's been bananas around the Randazzo household. Yeah, it seems with this the the Corona situation for for families or for households, it's going it's going like two ends of the spectrum. Either everybody's got excessive amount of time and so much video gaming and television is being watched, or every like the amount of time people have had is cut to nothing because so many more things have been added to their plates, kind of thing. Yeah. So. Oh, there's one other thing, new, different thing that has been happening around our house, which is effing PJ Masks is the new show our daughter is into. What is it? What? What? What do you want? PJ Masks. Okay. It's, it's not as horrible as the art direction would lead you to believe. <laughs> that is not to say that it is by any stretch of the imagination quality entertainment, but it is not like, wow, this is brutally awful. It's more just like... This kind of sucks. Okay. Oh. Oh. I've seen, like, toys and books for these things. It looks it looks like a show that's trying to do superheroes without involving Marvel or DC. Yeah, but yeah. not really putting a whole lot of thought into it, you know? I mean, it's for really, it's for little kids. Mm. The, the, the heroes are these three six-year-olds. Oh. And so they that butterfly's worth thirty two hundred dollars. I don't know if you sure. knew that. <laughs> Holy shit. Um <laughs> uh, but yeah, um so and they fight, you know, all other kid bad guys and the struggles are always like they're not sharing or this, you know, bad guy feels left out and he just needs a friend. So it's cute. You know, it's a cute way of teaching nice lessons to little kids. Uh, uh. And as Chris says, it isn't terrible. <laughs> the only reason I say it's effing PJ Masks is two reasons. 
One of which is, it's what wakes me up in the morning and not in a good way. Okay. Mommy, can I watch PJ Masks? Like, oh my God. Um, And the, the other thing is that then she wants to play PJ Masks, but she's not very good at communicating what she wants us to do. Okay. And then we're playing it wrong. And then it's oh. eight o'clock Sunday morning and I'm in my own kitchen and I have someone yelling at me, you're playing PJ Masks wrong. I will, but yes. Like, so just to, <sighs> to, to get on board with this, I decided to do an image search because Chris did comment on the art direction. And this is, I'm going to say the fifth image that popped up. I'm going to put it into the to the stream, the, to the feed. You could see that later because that it, it's going to probably haunt my, my, my dreams at night. Because apparently there is a PJ Max Masks live version. Oh dear God, that's frightening. <laughs> so they look like adults dressed in. I mean, that's not what they look like. I mean, costumes. that's a rough idea of <laughs> oh, what, the, boy. what the animation looks like. Oh boy. Anywho, that is scary. <laughs> I don't have a problem with the art, but as you know, I'm an uncultured swine when it comes to art. So well, it that's why we love you. It happens. It's fine. So, how about you, Evan? What you been watching? Uh, yeah. let us live vicariously through you. So, so still doing the catch up on uh, the rookie, which we are doing episode. You know, we try to get one episode a night in. Um, fall as- falling asleep to Ghost Hunters because we can. I I don't. There's no other reason to watch that show other than the the ability that it's there. Um. I, for some reason, the most popular show on social media now is that Tiger King show. Yeah, did you check yeah. it out? So Angela watched a bunch of it. She watched the whole thing. I happened to jump in. I think there's eight episodes or seven episodes. I jumped in for the last two. And it is it is a television show made of the worst people ever. And And... and like it's it's this is all anyone's been able to tell me about it and that does not sell me on watching it i know and it it is it is it is train wreck television it is your you have you have to look at it because it is a train wreck like it's it's not it's not an uplifting story there's there's i couldn't under there was nothing of value to it Uh, so i was okay with only catching the i got enough information out of the last episode and a half so I asked a couple of questions of Angela. She was able to fill me in. I was like, all right, that is now out of my life. I, I don't understand why it is so incredibly popular now. Like all Everybody over the Everybody else is home with nothing to do. And they've run out of all the usual terrible trash that they are all caught up on. And this is a new thing that everybody can obsess about. Yeah, I guess. Um, what else? Uh Dan, Mr. Dan Ryan of, of the Stone Age Gamer, he, he suggested uh, Tacoma FD, which seems to be from um, the comedy group Broken Lizard, the guys that do, oh. Uh, was it the uh, Super Troopers? Super Troopers. It's a couple of those guys in it. Eh, it sort of missed for me. I, I made it through like half an episode. Uh, it's... Uh, the things I, I'm not having as good a luck this week as I had last week on trying yeah, out. Yeah, you new were things. on fire last week. Yeah, um, but rookie 
is still fantastic. It is such a good show. I'm so happy that I'm actually getting the time to watch it and enjoy it. Nathan Fillion looks fantastic. Like, he got into great shape for the second season. He is still super charming. And every once in a while, a, a, a an actor from Firefly shows up, which is a nice little Easter egg for me. Like, seeing Nathan Fillion as a cop work with um, Wash. Alan Tudyk, right? Yeah, Alan Tudyk did. He was a, a crime scene cleaner like he comes in and he cleans up the crime scene after everything is done <laughs> but he was so awkward it's it's like those are the that's what makes me want to watch the show because like the the, the character that the <laughs> nathan fillion's character is realistic in a situation that is is not unheard of it's not it's not it's not crazy outlandish television it's a guy who's going through a air quoting midlife crisis who decides he wants to become a cop and he's trying his damnedest to be good at it and it's it's really good television so that's also making me want to now watch do a rewatch a castle which i will probably start doing once there's there's not very many episodes left of the rookie so i'll go back and i I remember really enjoying castle too so that'll be my next rewatch after how i met your mother I loved Castle. That show was great, and, it, and it's straight up because the man is so damn charming. I mean, that's oh all yeah, he was great. <laughs> He's universally beloved by a great many of uh, different demographics of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's I I feel like he should be more popular, but I I guess yeah. It's, I mean, I I. I I hear you, but at the same time, like Castle was a, it was pretty big. It was like mm-hmm. this huge ABC thing. So, right. I mean, I guess he, I think he's got some a pretty decent amount of fame. Like I think he's more popular than we think he is, even though he's not like a big movie star, which is what he deserves to be. Yeah, I guess. I guess absolutely. I but it, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I haven't it the range of emotions for every episode, like. Everything from hysterical laughter to tears in just about every episode, and the relationship with him and his 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 romantic sides, like he has a number of different girlfriends that he's working. I don't know the relationships that he's trying to work on with different females in his life. Then the relationship with his son and his coworkers, like it's great. It's really, really, really good. Eventually, I'm gonna, I'm trying to figure out which episode because I'm gonna pick this show. You don't really have to watch it from the beginning, but I'm gonna figure out. We're gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna make you guys watch one of these episodes at one point in time. So, well, we already did this show. We we did the very first, yeah, the the pilot episode. Um, but it gets like, it. I don't want to say it suffered from pilot's disease because the pilot was good, but it gets better. How's that? There's a lot. Yeah. Of, there's a lot of good emotions, emotional stuff in there. But outside of that, that's pretty much. I'm trying to, you know, I go through my my uh, list of Plex. I watched Bless This Mess, which was okay. Um, a couple of New Yorkers moved to. I don't know. It was like Indiana or something to start a farm. I, I don't know. It was. It was um. 
The Good Place. What's her name? Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell's husband. Oh, Dax Shepard. Dax Shepard. It's him. And uh, I think the woman's name is Lisa Bell. I don't know if it's Lisa or Linda Bell, but I was like, oh, is that his wife's sister? And then that fell down a rabbit hole kind of thing. And it's like, no, they just happen to have the same last name. And so that was all right. It was forced comedy kind of thing. But. And oh, I did. No, thank you. I started the first episode of Amazing Stories to see if they used the original theme song, and they did. I have, oh, that's good. I have yet to watch any of that. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's I, uh, that's what I've been doing or trying to do. You reminded me with your uh, your the rookie uh, that I uh, forgot about one other thing that I did, which is that I remembered the Brooklyn Nine Nine is a thing, and yeah, that they is. had a new season that started recently. Yes. So I I caught the first episode of that, and it has not disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> and from my understanding, because Angela is a huge fan of that show, it is still of the same quality. I've never, mm-hmm. I've seen a couple episodes here and there. I, it, it, I'm not saying that it's bad by any stretch of the imagination. It just, I never, you know, sunk myself fully into that show like some have. So <clears throat> It's never been my bag of tea, but I don't hold it against anybody. Yeah. But I've, I, I also, <laughs> also realized that there was a whole season of Bob's Burgers that I missed. Or Bob's Burgers? Yes, I said that right. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's up to season ten now. Jesus, it's been on for a long time. I'm amazed that that show is still going, and like the best way possible. It's just, you know. Yeah, it, and it's not. And that, it hasn't that show's stale. pedigree. These wonderful shows that I love, but I know have are, are cult hits at best, and uh, it's just really refreshing that it's like, no, this show's doing just fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did see that, uh, remember, oh, Jesus, I can't even remember how long ago we talked about it, but um, Netflix Freud, that remember we talked <laughs> Oh, right, there was going to be like, Sigmund Freud was going to be like solving murders or Sigmund something? Sigmund Freud, a psychic, and a cop solve murders oh, together. That came out on Netflix. <laughs> I cannot wait to spend some quality time with that. <laughs> that, just, that just blows my mind that someone sat down and went, okay, here's my idea. Psychic. Here's what we're gonna do. It's Sigmund Freud. Go. <laughs> it's like somebody just threw a bunch of random things at a wall and was like, "Yeah, <laughs> okay, let's make this happen." Uh, That's much better. So, what? Uh, I started checking out the news, and I can't remember where we stopped. Did we? Did we comment on Killing Eve in Castlevania last last week? You know, I can't remember if we did. All right. So, I also can't remember if we did. So apparently um, the Killing Eve season three premiere has been kicked up by a couple of weeks. because see, It seems like a lot of things at networks are, are, are getting a little wonky because they're not airing certain shows like we'll talk about, you know, Supernatural. Supernatural has a couple of episodes in the can, but they haven't filmed the last two so Uh-oh. they are not showing the like they have so it's 2019 18 17 16 15 14 i think it's 14 to 18 or 19 that they have done but they're not showing those until everything is done and they're going to do like a mini season 
once everything is is You're like season you know season 15b yeah yeah which i i don't know how i feel like it's i'm absolutely fine with it it is so much better than you know just you know they could just shut it down they they could but well i mean uh, so I ha- think that the fandom would go and literally burn down anything <laughs> they could find. There would be riots, yes. But would it be better to get an episode than like two weeks of repeats, an episode, two weeks of repeats, or just give me a bunch of repeats and then what they're... I see. I don't actually know if they're going to put up repeats, but they're just halting airing up until everything is done and then... I don't think repeats are a real thing anymore in in the streaming age. I mean, I'm I'm sure networks air repeats. Mm -hmm. I'm just not sure anybody's like, oh, well, it's a repeat this week. I'll watch it anyway. Like, that's not maybe for Supernatural that is, but nobody's building their time around, you know, a repeat being aired. So I think it's actually better rather than get almost all the way to the end and then have to wait months to find out what happens at the very end mm-hmm. i think it's better to hold back a few episodes and be like okay we're going to we're going to finish out this story with a good chunk at the end cuz i think they said also in that um article that part of the problem is some of the visual effects aren't done and right, they can't yeah, the, get them the, done cuz people aren't going to work so yeah, the same thing happened with the Marvel shows. Like, a lot of these uh, special effects-heavy shows, when the special effects house shuts down, that's it. They And I don't... I mean, it depends. Like, your home computer probably can't do what needs to be done. Correct. Depends on what the effect is. Correct. So... Um, but with, Dude from with, Umbrella Academy seems to think his show is, like, he's still working on it. So maybe... I don't know. It's 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 weird that the the choices like with this killing Eve there they have everything done so they're kicking it up a couple of weeks because they're and pushing something God else. God bless anyone who's putting out anything that's ready early. Yeah, I this mean, is happening all over with games and books <clears throat> and shows and thank you to whoever is doing that. I mean, I know you're doing it for like money reasons, but. It's a time when people need that, too. And, and outside of that, there's, like, if you pay, like, if you check out online stuff, a lot of a lot of um, entertainers, like, people, like, musicians are putting on free concerts online, mm-hmm. and, um, what's that guy from Reading Rainbow? LeVar Burton. LeVar Burton, his, he's trying to get, you know, reading rainbow going online and what was it did, did we talk about the news article here yeah where, with neil gaiman, with neil was gaiman. like read yeah. whatever you want yeah that and that's that's great that that's something that's a benefit that's coming out of this horrible situation that we are all finding ourselves in where either we have an, an, an excessive amount of time thrust upon us that we can't leave our homes or we don't have enough time that we have to find other things for distractions if you will you know, while you guys are home trying to get your jobs done and you got two little ones running around the house, you know. Here, watch the guy from Star Trek read a book to you. Yay. Star Trek. That was a show about these guys traveling through space. And to that point, uh, if Disney would like to get themselves a whole boatload of new um, uh, new subscribers to Disney Plus, 
may I humbly suggest that they release what is fully finished the uh, concert movie of the original Broadway production of Hamilton. Come on, guys. <laughs> Just give it to us. I mean, we need it. What are you doing? Wow, that's that's like shooting for the stars. That really is. Why, why not? I, why right? not? Because it's Hamilton. Isn't it still sold out? <laughs> Even with this whole situation going on? No, Broadway is closed, Evan. Has it been? Are you yes. sure? Yes. <laughs> um, <sighs> yes, because all the actors are like, well, fuck, we're all going to die of starvation. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, put that thing out there. Lynn, help us out. So that's a Disney joint? Disney owns it. Really? Disney has the rights to it. Yeah. I'm kind of, I mean, now that you say it, I, I'm kind of surprised that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Like it hasn't even been I'm kind of a, not surprised as much as annoyed. <laughs> hmm. Well, <laughs> hey, stranger things have happened. People have listened to us without saying that they've actually listened to us. We have we have pref- prophesized certain things anyhow. Um, so Killing Eve coming up two weeks early. Um, season four of Castlevania. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, Still haven't watched season three. Neither have I. And in that article, like season three is getting huge amount of praise. You know, for, for it's just it's. It hasn't skipped a beat from my understanding. It's still like season one, season two quality. Season three is just as good, if not better. So kick ass vampire anime. It just makes sense that they're doing a season four. <laughs> um I feel like we mentioned that that the Marvel stuff is put on hold last week. Yeah, uh, there was just a new interview with Sebastian Stan where people asked him about it and he's like he didn't really make any bones about making it sound like anything's going to come out anytime soon, which makes sense. Right. It's, it's that most of that stuff wasn't slated till the end of this year. And with that means that they were working on it throughout the year. If they're not working on it, it's not going to come out this year. Like that just. Right. So that, you know, puts a damper. I, I feel like earlier before, you know, all this happened earlier this year, they were talking about bumping up a lot of, um, Mm-hmm. MCU show stuff, and now they're going to have to walk that back. Yeah, yeah. Well, which sucks because, like I said, we need it. Yeah. Um. That that you put up a, Karen, you put up an article about like was it ten things? Yeah. Ten new and returning shows to watch on Netflix this April, and you know it's Netflix list of things, but the first one is Nailed It season four, and. The trailer image is fantastic. I for, I really I have to watch this show because it's I, so great. I have yet to watch it, and I like food and I like funny, and that's a combo of the two. Um, but outside of that, it was one other thing. Like everything else on here, I didn't, I hadn't heard of, or like even life after after excuse me afterlife with Ricky Gervais. I could I didn't remember that at all. It was no, the, none of this is, not much of this is anything we'd ever heard of. I just feel like people might be looking for new stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought this was a good, quick rundown of some stuff that's coming out soon in April that people might be interested in. Yeah, you get, uh, you get. And, you know, nailed it. Very excited <laughs> about nailed it. Yeah, that was, I was like, oh, I understand. Oh, how to fix a drug scandal. Hmm, interesting. 
like it's it ranges all over the place all different types um i'm curious as to this outer banks series <laughs> I, I i the midnight gospel all i know is it's from the minds of adventure time and uh duncan trussell so yeah that's gonna be funny so check that out there's a, there's a bunch of things in there that you know can keep you occupied during this time speaking of i feel like we may have mentioned this before but yeah i, w- I was a little confused to see this story in the feed now the the reason i put this in the feed was because i don't remember that we actually said where it was i feel like we were talking about it via the bbc and now it's it's on pluto tv it is doing the channel and it's 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 got advertisements it's just running they're just constantly running they'll have a schedule up for what episodes are airing when and it's over 200 of the classic doctor who series so there you go that's i couldn't remember if we had all of the the details but this is giving us everything we need to know about it i mean you're definitely not going to run out of classic doctor who ever ever but it's nice to see that it's all in one spot like is is pluto t is pluto tv the one that did mystery science theater yeah okay. they had the mystery science theater channel that's what i figured so um okay so the next one is i christopher maloney i'm i'm trying mm-hmm. to read it's the tiny little font he's getting a spin-off that's pretty wild man i i i, I I don't watch SVU, so... As far as I remember, they killed that guy. So, I don't know. <laughs> I, read, I read this article. I think he just, he just stopped being on the show, and they said he went into retirement. <laughs> so Well, I think they did that a couple of times, and they kept bringing him back, and then they eventually killed him off. Okay. But at least I think that's what happens. I, st- I stopped with SVU after a long time, because it wasn't Law & Order. Okay. It wasn't? Why? So the thing about Law and Order that makes the original Law and Order so special is that you can watch any episode. Right. Like there oh, is no continuity. I remember. SVU this. is very continuity you know, driven. It is a drama show. It's about these characters and like their reactions to these individual cases. Where Law and Order is very specifically not written about those characters. Like you don't learn much about their histories, and it's one of the great things about that show. Gotcha. So, all right, I see. It, it didn't follow the, the law and order recipe. Yeah, I mean, it was, it's a great spinoff. It's a very good show, but it's just not my cup of tea as much. It's a, I, I really did enjoy watching it when I had the time to watch all kinds of shows, but I do know not any longer have the time to do those such things. I was kind of surprised. Uh, so, um, Wolf Entertainment, like, he's got a lot of, a lot of things going on. Like, oh, I, yeah, he's got tons of irons in the old fire. <laughs> kind of surprised. I didn't realize how many irons he had in said fire, but <laughs> you're going to get a lot of things from Wolf Entertainment if, if, you're, not, if, you're, if you're paying attention to it. So good stuff. Um, outside of that, that was really everything else is what's being canceled. There's not very much or what's being postponed. It's still we're in a in a. An era right now, a time frame of flux. We're not 100% sure when things are coming back or if things are going to be coming back. So at any point in time, if we get any news, 
about anything, we will let you guys know because we are we're sitting here waiting for it too. Like we enjoy the things that we we talk about, or at least try to. <laughs> Not all the time, <laughs> but um, all right. I feel like we should take a quick break because we got a lot of television to talk about when we get back. You guys, got anything else? Not me. No, can't say that I do. All right, so please hang out, check out the commercials, and when we got when we get back, we're going to be talking three different episodes of TV. Stay tuned. Are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now? Of course you are. But did you know that it's just one part of an entire network of geek-related goodness? Geekade.com is your one-stop shop for fresh original content no matter what your geek is. Each week you'll find articles and podcasts about comic books, horror movies, X-Men, music, video games, music in video games, Transformers, anime, TV shows, tabletop gaming, wrestling, beer, and more. And hey, if you want to help us create even more original content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's available at patreon.com slash geekade. What's your geek? Hey guys, Vestlord Dean DeFalco here to tell you that we have a Twitch. Uh, yeah, Geekade has a Twitch, and we are streaming at least once a week. Uh, every Thursday, we are on from 6 to 11. That's five solid hours of me failing at whatever game is uh, going on that week. You want to see me cry? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me achieve a massive victory? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me eat food? Mukbang right there. Twitch.tv slash Geekade. Guys, check it out. It's a lot of fun. We got emoticons. uh, We got sub badges. We got all sorts of stuff going on over there. And if you just want to pop in, say hi, give us a follow. You know we really do appreciate it. Trying to uh, spread the love, trying to spread Vestlore Global to a house near you, maybe even your house. So, guys, pop in, say hello, and we'll catch you next time on twitch.tv slash geekade. See you then, guys. Stay Vestly, keep playing games. Geekade is looking for some partners. If you have something you'd like to advertise on any of our podcasts, our powerful overlords are ready to talk to you. Send your proposal to mail at geekade.com with the words podcast ads in the subject line, and our diligent army of trained ants will put you in touch with the head of our advertising department. With a weekly audience that reaches well into the dozens, Geekade is the perfect place to get your ads into the ears of the right people. Once again, that's mail at geekade.com. Send your ad in today. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out the commercials. Let's talk some TV. Um, So as a group, we decided that for our 200th episode, we were going to pick our favorite 200th episode of individual shows. Um, Chris. Hey, that's me. I have randomly picked you first. Okay. So you chose Law & Order Season 9, Episode 19, Tabula Rasa. I sure did. Now, we all know that you're, you, you have a, an affinity for the law and the order. That's one of my favorite shows of all time. So tell us, tell us a little bit about this episode. Well, um, I, uh, it's, it's hard for me to say, oh, I remembered, this, I remembered this episode because blah, blah, blah. Because every episode I remember, like a few <laughs> minutes into it, I remember this one. <laughs> this is the one with that guy. That guy, that, uh, the, the, the bad guy, and I'm air quoting this because, you know, depending on how you look at things, he looks like a live version of Thanos. 
Yeah, he kind of does. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that dude was a bad guy. Yeah, he was. Oh, he was such a scumbag. And it was like, oh, it was just, this is one of those episodes where you're just itching, itching for them to convict. I'm like, come on, Jack, get him, get him, <laughs> tear him to shreds. And, and uh, so it's like this guy, um, uh, what is it? Uh, it starts off with a, a subway murder, like. Uh, some somebody's woman falls into the subway and dies, uh, and uh, gets hit by the train. And uh, they start investigating the murder, and they tr- they find out that uh, there was this guy nearby, and he's like this. Uh, they can't figure out his alibi or whatever, and uh, he's like, no, no, he was with these people or whatever. And they find out that he w- was actually a totally different guy. He was a fugitive who changed his name because he kidnapped his kids and just drove off. And started a new life because uh, he's this complete, like, mental abusive control freak lunatic who has his daughters, like, brainwashed to think that he is basically, you know, the be-all, end-all god. Mm-hmm. And he has this wife who is just completely deranged and uh, just just completely bought into it. And the fact that that was the, the linchpin that turned, the, <laughs> turned everything around, like, oh... You're pointless in this whole situation. So how about we point that out? Like, hey, when was the last time you saw your parents, huh? Yeah. Huh? This is awful. You're crazy. Stop being crazy. And then she effectively did. Um, but yeah, that was that was kind of the the whole thing. And seeing just the the, the damage to the daughters and God, this was so messed up. It was and a I was rough so, episode. I mean, it was, and there aren't really there aren't a whole lot of like uplifting episodes, but this was definitely one of the the tougher ones. And it was it was it was good for a two hundredth like uh, it, that's that's what you want to do with your two hundredth episode you want it to be something something really memorable and as soon as as soon as I I you know got a few minutes into the episode I was like oh yeah this is a this one's pretty this one's pretty serious this, this is a real winner so I did you know and it's funny because I haven't watched a Law and Order like an original recipe Law and Order in a while and I forgot how I think that the procedural. The show is because it is it the, the way it is it's it's procedurally shot as well. It's start walking from here, go from here to here, say this line, next scene, and mm-hmm. it's they it's it's chunked out very well. It, it moves the story along, and it, a lot of information is passed on real quickly, and it it never it doesn't lose anything. So. And it's so easy to watch because of that, too, because it doesn't matter. You can just, you know, you don't have to be paying attention. You're just like, oh, this is the cop scene. They're going to find out something. You just your ear picks up on whatever the pertinent piece of information is that's mm-hmm. delivered. And the rest of it is just like you don't really have to watch it to know what happened. Yeah, this was the first time I'd actually sat and watched, like actually actively watched an episode of Law and Order in quite some time, because usually I just... It's such a good background show because after you've seen the episode, then you kind of remember the beats. And once you've seen enough of the show, you kind of understand the beats that are going to happen regardless. And it's a very subliminal show, but it's also this show is so New York. Yeah. And uh, and not just because of the way not just because the way they talk. It's like this show is famously not shot in LA like NYPD blue was not in New York if I remember correctly but law and order is a hundred percent done in New York like 90s those were all... New York too yeah yeah and 80s New York when it started true it started in 89 and um yeah it, it's hmm. 
Good show. I love this show. So yeah, it was just a, it was really fun to to watch this for me. I, I'm I'm always happy to watch pretty much any episode of Law and Order. It's not, I don't think it's my favorite episode of Law and Order, but uh, it's it's certainly one of the better ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm I don't know. I I I, <laughs> I don't even really know what else to say. It was about a it. Like, solid two hundredth episode for any. It was show. a solid two hundredth episode. Yeah, it's um. It's one of the things that about Law and Order is that you typically run into old episodes and be like, "Oh, hey, look, it's that guy from that thing," or mm-hmm. "Yeah, she was on that show," but there wasn't really much of that in this episode. Yeah, I mean the the main the the uh, the guy that was being prosecuted is a fairly famous character actor, J. O. Sanders, but um, and I feel like he's turned up on this show multiple times as different characters, or am I like drunk? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Because that just happens see him all over the place. <laughs> like, I mean, freaking Jerry Orbach was on the show as a defense lawyer before he became uh, Lenny Briscoe. You know, like these that that that's and definitely. They never really cared to... about that. <laughs> about like, they never like were like, oh, let's let's explain why, you know, it's the same actor playing two different characters. Like they just didn't. Okay. Care. Yeah, Asapetha Murkerson was uh, somebody else, and in, in a like she was just a random character in an older episode and then she was lieutenant van buren for like a decade like uh, <laughs> it's i guess she order. found her footing in in a certain episode and then it's know. new york there's a limited number of actors let's get on with our day <laughs> true 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 great pick sir thank you very much i'm god i just i i'm really miss so in the era before you know, TV on demand and all mm-hmm. this this stuff, one of my favorite things to do was uh, have uh, like TNT would just play these marathons of Law and Order, and it would just be they would they would sometimes play them in a certain order, but it, most of the time it would just be random picks like all over the place, and it was one of my very favorite things was to just have that on in the background in the house while doing chores or on the weekend. You know, walking around and just have Law and Order on in the background and doing something else, and I miss that so much. Every time I see an episode of of this show, it just reminds me of how much I loved just having this show on in the background. And one of these days, I wanted to actually take a look at the episodes from like season, like an episode from season one, see how the cast of characters looks like, then jump to season five, see what they look like, then jump to season ten, just to see if you can actually tell because you because like you said, they're not episodical. You could jump in whenever it's independent stories to see if you can actually tell when by just the way they aged because. Jerry Orbach. For the most part, you can. Jerry Orbach <laughs> looks pretty much the same wherever he is, but you can usually tell what year it was by who his partner was. You know, <laughs> okay. like because he's you know, the 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 cast changed over mm-hmm. the years. So when he started, it was uh, him and uh, Detective Logan, Chris Noth, and then uh, Chris Noth went away, and it was uh, geez, that just went right to Jesse Martin. And then Jesse Martin stuck around until Jerry Orbach left, and then Orbach was replaced by, um, I want to say Dennis Farina, and he didn't last all that long, because he wasn't all that likable. And okay. then after Dennis Farina, I think... For, oh, it was Anthony Anderson? 
Anthony Anderson. Yeah. No, I think uh, our Lord and Savior Jeremy Sisto. Jeremy Sisto came first. Then he Anthony came first, Anderson. and then Anthony Anderson <laughs> and jumped you in. Just skipped right over Benjamin Bratt between uh, Chris Noth and Oh, Jesse that's Martin. right, Benjamin Bratt. I forgot all about Benjamin. And Bratt. he was actually because in this episode. <laughs> that w- no, no, Benjamin Bratt wasn't in this episode. What? Hold on. Was it? Was it? Was it? Yeah. Yeah. It was Jesus. It was Le- it was Lenny was and Curtis. Ray? Holy shit! It was. Yeah. See, man, I always forget about the Curtis episodes. For some reason, Benjamin Bratt just didn't leave the best impression on me in in the uh, pantheon of this show. And I think it's because it was during these seasons where they did try to do a little bit more of the, you know, personal lives of these guys. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't love that. You know, sometimes it kind of worked when they did it. But most of the time, I was just like... Stay in your lane, Law and Order, <laughs> because your lane is magnificent, and you're the only ones who do it. Well, I I enjoyed the hell out of it. I hadn't had to watch it in a long time. It was nice to catch up, and it was a real, real solid episode. So, thank you, sir. You are very welcome, mm-hmm. Karen. Yeah. All right, it's your turn. You chose Supernatural season ten, episode five, fan fiction, and I want you to know, Angela and I sat. Watch this together, and she sang every song. Of course, she did because she's awesome. <laughs> um, because the songs are awesome, and because this entire episode is awesome. I, I as, as I was watching it, I was trying to figure out which one of the songs I'm going to use in the intro because one of the most beautiful renditions of "Carry On, Wayward Son," or 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 do I use? The, I don't know, but. Go ahead. Tell, a tell me what happened. Man tear, a single man tear. A single man tear. There is just so much to love about this episode. This is a show that knows its fan base and loves them for who they are and doesn't want them to change a thing. Yeah. And is happy to give them whatever they want. And this whole uh, this whole episode is just fan service. Absolutely. Yes, fully agree. I was, cr- I, I don't know this show extraordinarily well. I was cracking the hell up. And it was so enjoyable I for just, me. <laughs> it was it was slaying me because this this was absolutely brilliant. I didn't know that there was an established, um, like the whole uh, supernatural. That there was a, a series, series of books. Yeah. books. Yeah, I didn't. Re- I didn't know that already. So <laughs> that was. And that was a was it fun explained to you that it's written by God? Uh, yes, it was explained to me. <laughs> okay. Yes, Karen did explain that. <laughs> uh, boy, I, oh boy, good, good stuff, man. This was great. It didn't. It didn't hurt for this, uh, in your estimation, to have the girl who's directing the and wrote the whole production to be like. Basically, a female Max from Rushmore. Yeah, that is true. She was. I definitely drew that parallel. Yes, I mean uniform and all, but still, uh, it's it's a look. It's when a show knows exactly what we want and we get it, and then we get it correctly. We get this episode. The show just does meta so well. They're so, so good at it. And the leads are very good at, like, pulling faces in reaction to Mm -hmm. seeing what they're seeing. in, in, In all of the seasons, I think there have maybe been three look to camera scenes. Mm -hmm. And 
This one is by far one of my favorites. <laughs> like Dean looking dead straight into the camera, like you are watching this. You realize this, right? Like great, great stuff. <laughs> oh, he is wonderful. The songs are fantastic. Like they're they're really catchy, um, and they do a really good job of um, musical theaterizing the the sh the story of the show. Mm -hmm. They're also just the appropriate level of like, yes, this was completely and totally written by uh, a fangirl of these books at who who would be at that artistic level of like whatever this was a high school production of this. Like this would, if if this could totally be the real world, mm -hmm. yeah. if, super, if Supernatural was a real thing, <laughs> this would completely happen. Except it might be on YouTube instead of on a stage. I, I and you know outside of the 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 production that happened, it was the standard monster of the week. You know, mm -hmm. just progressing the show, getting another episode out of the way, but. What makes it so special is the 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 outer coating that surrounded that monster of the week story, um, like the, the his react the, the the fact that they both of them said it's the BM scene, and, <laughs> the, and like the fandom just knows what that is. Yes, we do. But to see them <laughs> react to it is exactly what we wanted. <laughs> And it, uh, it, yet again, another great 200th episode. You don't have to watch. I mean, actually, it helps if you know some of it. Like, you you could just pop in and just be entertained like you were, Chris. You don't need to know the rest of the storyline. It's pretty much thrown into your face. This <laughs> You get the whole first two or three seasons by just that intro scene where it's holding the baby up. And then she's standing behind the curtain with the fire skate. Like... <laughs> It's phenomenal. One of, one of my favorite episodes. Totally forgot that it was a 200th. Yeah. Uh, whereas Chris's pick was like a very like solid, strong, classic episode of the show. This was like a very special sort of like, here's what we're, you know, here's what we're doing to commemorate this anniversary. Like it's very done on purpose. Yeah. Um, they really, uh, this was not your standard episode. And, no. um, they really went out and did something special for it, which I liked. That was something that I kind of, um, when I was, we started watching this one, the the Law and Order, and I was like, oh yeah, I remember this one. And then my next thought was, I do wish that they had done something a little bit more special for their 200th episode. You know, like not that this wasn't a really solid episode because it was, it was great, but it wasn't particularly special. Mm -hmm. Well, but the, see, but that's it's harder to do. A special episode with a non-linear show like there is with when you know law and order is individual episodes like it's outside of taking something like and even even if you were to take something directly out of the headlines and say your 200th episode is what's happening on your real life now like after 15 years that's just another episode you know yeah it's just another episode well, I mean, th but they have done some pretty special things, like their crossovers. Mm -hmm. Like when they cross over into the multiple shows, that kind of stuff's really special. Um, you know, they've they've done multiple parters. Like, uh, geez, there was the whole one with uh, with uh, Detective Curtis and and Briscoe where they 
oh god they had the, the this whole like weird love story thing with the uh, Lorelai Gilmore was in it and um oh geez uh, I think it was when Lenny's kid died like I, I don't know just they the show is capable of doing things a bit more special than just this episode and you know I feel like 200 is a big deal you know like we're doing something special for 200 so I don't know yeah. This this supernatural episode being as special as it was is kind of like. I also have to say that one of the first thoughts I had when this started was just like, this is really reminding me of that Avatar episode. What do you mean? The Avatar: The Last Airbender episode where they um go there in the Fire Nation and then they f- they find that troop that's doing a play about mm-hmm. their lives and they're right. like, oh, what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you see, and it, what's 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 funny about this is that this is not the first time that it the show goes meta, every, you know, pretty regularly because of the whole book series, and you know there was a a, a character on the show God who was saying, yeah, I I keep you guys around because I like writing you, like this is why you go on these adventures kind of thing, and to see it taken just a step further, it was it's a lot of fun. It is. It's. Great. It's their way of telling us they love us. And we appreciate that. Thank you. It's nice being loved. <laughs> if you get another chance, uh, if you like uh, Supernatural meta episodes, I haven't looked up when it happened, but um, the one with the the convention, the Supernatural convention, yeah. I, think it, I think it comes after this one, is just so hysterical it's just a bunch of people gathered at this at this hotel convention and they're all pretending to be sam or dean or bobby or whoever and like trying to solve this made-up case that the the convention created and then mm-hmm. like an actual case happens in the middle of the conventions and the actual sam and dean have to solve it but there's all these idiots who don't get that it's r- really happening like getting in their way and it's just hysterical uh, uh, i love supernatural such a uh, yes sad to see it go all right i'm gonna wrap up with my pick i chose uh how how i met your mother season nine episode 16 how your mother met me and this was the 200th episode for a show that technically could have been like four episodes long but <laughs> what i liked best about this is they flipped the whole script and they you know the the show revolved around ted talking to his kids about their mother this or actually about everybody else including the mother um this episode made it from the mom's perspective and it shows how her life got to the point where she ends up in the same area as the father. Um, this for me is like doing a rewatch at the same time. Like I said, I had to ju- skip a couple episodes, so I can't remember how many episodes the mother actually shows up in, but it's not many. Um, this is one of those. It's a it's a it's a recap episode but from a different perspective, which I really, really enjoyed. Yeah, it's a, it's it's weirdly a recap of things we've never seen before. It, it, right? It's And it's, it's you, I, because like I said, yet again, I'm doing a rewatch and Angie pops in every once in a while and she sat and watched this with me and I would find myself 
stopping and going, this is, okay, that was the St. Patrick's Day episode when Barney bumps into her roommate. Like, I don't know if that actually happened. I can't remember if that happened in the original episode for St. Patrick's Day, but I do remember Barney wore that, you know, that silly suit and they were at that club and it was the best retconning of a character into any show or comic book I've ever seen because it's as if it was seamless. All of this stuff fits. It's she happens to be she was in the right place at the right time just off camera and it's it's one of not only one of my fa- it's a f- like one of my favorite episodes of the show and it just happens to be the 200th episode and it was a and they made a big deal out of it it was a thing um what did you guys think about it well i have seen this show i did watch this show not necessarily live when it aired but um mm-hmm. probably shortly after it ended i watched binge the whole thing uh and i I think I liked it up until the last season, which I had forgotten was told the entire season. Last season is over the course of a single weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the so wedding. Th- that was a thing that happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I felt like this was a hard watch for somebody who's not familiar because it was all it was all inside references. Not that it was like not enjoyable to watch. Mm-hmm. Just that, like, somebody like Chris, who's, you know, seen one random one here or there, but doesn't have a familiarity with the full continuity, would just be like, what is happening? Who are these people? And why is any of this important? Well, I can say, as somebody from, as somebody with my own perspective. Um, <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> it was, uh, it wasn't quite as hard as as it seemed. Um, it definitely there were there were things that i felt like the show was trying to tell me were important that i just wasn't looking i just wasn't getting the importance of mm-hmm. um but outside of that it really uh it, it wasn't so bad in that department and um i i i could tell that the show wanted me to be feeling more than i was feeling at, at a couple of instances but at the same time um are you, you know, talking kinda... about her and her ex-husband, or her? her no, her... not that. I because mean, just like they... somebody would Oof. walk in a room and say something, and then it'd be like, "Okay, uh-huh. well, that, that, I'm I'm sure that meant something to somebody." Gotcha. Okay, um, but it didn't mean anything to me. There were there were certain scenes and certain aspects of this episode that if you do have a background in it, it's it's more enjoyable. The the naked guy, the you know Yeah, I had forgotten all about the naked guy. <laughs> yeah, see there were things that kept show, showing up like these are inside jokes that have happened before, but I don't get them because I haven't seen this show. Mm-hmm. But you know, to the same effect this show was very, um, this episode was very effective when it meant to be. Like, I could, I definitely picked up on what it was laying down, as it were, you know? Um, so, I will say that it, to to that extent, this was a very good episode uh, for I, what it was. I, and it seems like a good thing to do for your 200th episode. If your show, How I Met Your Mother, is going on that long then uh, I suppose your 200th episode should really be something that really gets you closer to the end game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this certainly seemed to do that 
fairly well. I think this is actually one of, if not the first episode where the mother is actually the mother. I th- like so. Every time they referenced the mother in the show visually, she was hidden behind an umbrella or uh, behind so like a- the umbrella. That's that's. I could tell that that was a thing. Yes, he found but the I umbrella at that it. bar, and then it was hers, and so on and so. Forth. But they, I don't think they ever casted the mother until season nine, kind of thing. And then, if I'm not mistaken, the episode right before this is the first time that they introduced this character. You're not 100 percent sure it is the mother, but he keeps saying, "And that is how I met your mother." He has said this repeatedly throughout the entirety of the show, but. She's only in a couple, a handful of episodes in nine seasons. What I like what they did with her character about what was going on with her before her, her, her story about the emotional beats of her story. The, I hit the jackpot on my first lotto ticket. I, Mm -hmm. I'm going to stop playing the lotto. I'm okay. I, I got, and like those emotional beats on top of the comedic beats for someone that has watched all of it, it just made this a really well-rounded episode. And I think I think I personally, it's one of my favorites, like I said before. I enjoyed the hell out of this. And, I mean, I've lived nine years of this show in a couple of months now. Like, I've been watching this now for a month and a half, maybe. And it still, for me, holds up. Like I laugh every episode. Barney is still one of my favorite characters to show up on TV because I know in real life the the dichotomy of the the person he is to the character that he is playing that that works for me. Jason Siegel, his over the top, you know, he's a caricature of a man kind of thing, and then the 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 Ted character that is so romantic. He is hopelessly romantic, never giving up. Like. I like those things about this show and to see the mothers, the person he ends up with to see that she is like, she fits in with that group. She is a character that should have been in this show from the beginning or, or what could have, you know, fallen in with this crew right, right from the get. I liked what they did with that. So, and it was also, I I do have to, I have to say that um, this show is an excellent Excellent case, uh, case study for why I hate laugh tracks. And God, the laugh track because it's especially in a modern show like this mm-hmm. where it, it just has no place. Number one, the show. I mean, while it's not the most amazing TV show I've ever seen in my life, it's it is funny enough. You don't need that. You do. You do not need the audience to tell you when to laugh. Mm-hmm. That's completely unnecessary. But because it's shot the way that it is. You, you can't even pretend that this was, you know, filmed in front of a live studio audience. That's that was absolutely not a thing. And then, because the episode is also partially dramatic, that goes away. Like the entirety of that laugh track disappears for huge stretches of time. So you're only getting like a couple of like canned laughs in the beginning. And then it falls back, and then it just disappears. So, like, you'll get a gag later for some levity, and there won't be a laugh track. So it's inconsistent. Mm -hmm. With a show like this, it would be like there being a laugh track on Scrubs. And I see, like, and I don't see, and it's weird, and I and I fully understand what you're saying because nine out of ten times a laugh track bothers the hell out of me. 
up until you just said it, I couldn't tell you if there was actually a laugh track in this show because I laugh at the points in time when the laugh track is laughing. So it's 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 not it's it's telling me something I already know. So I don't even consciously hear it. Now, there was another show that I watched just the other day and it was so off like the the comedy for me was so bad and I'm like why is why are you laughing? That's when a laugh track bothers the hell out of me. Like you, you and I get why you're saying it. it's like you know there's no audience there. There's no need for it. I get it. Yes. If it's timed properly for me, I'm okay with a laugh track sometimes. And this show it 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 walks that line relatively well for me. So, Fair enough. So I I can't remember what show I was watching this the other day, and I'm like, and I actually made comments because I I I, it, it, I looked at him like nothing funny just happened on screen. Why are why are they forcing someone to laugh? Like that's the, it doesn't make sense to me at times. And yeah, you know they could have a roaming studio audience walking with them. <laughs> No, they can't. I'm trying to make nice. Anywho, I enjoyed the hell out of the show. I hope you guys did too. Um, it's it's nice to see that the shows that we enjoy have lasted for as many episodes as they have. I mean, 10, 9, 10, in some cases 20 seasons, and they were just as good at season 1 as they are in season 9 and 10, so... I think we, we, we made some good choices this week. I think we made some good choices, too. Always make good choices. Always. <laughs> the more you know. Dun, 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 dun. All right. That's it. That's all we got for our 200th episode. We did it. We did it. We did it. We've been doing this for at least no way more than 200 weeks because we take a lot of weeks off. Yeah, we do. <laughs> that's, that's four years. So we've been doing this for more than four years. Criminy. Where was Jesus? Like that seems like so long. <sighs> a lot has changed. It has. People have moved. Children People have, have been children. born. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> Jobs have changed many times. Many times. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, with that being said, I'm, I'm happy that I get to do this with you guys every week, or you know, you know what I mean by every week. Most weeks. Most weeks. Um. It is a true joy to, to get sit and talk with you guys. You know, as I'm watching certain shows, I'm like, man, I don't want to sit down and record this week. God, all right, all right, I'll get up. And then when I sit down here and I turn on the recording, it's it's a it's a pleasure to talk with you guys. And I greatly well, appreciate you sitting you, here Evan. yammering on about these topics that we choose to pick. Well, you know me. I like to yammer. <laughs> yes, I do. He does. It's true. <laughs> He's a fan of the yammering. With that being said, Chris, what's the spiel? You can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook at Geekade, find us on Instagram at Geekade, subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, or follow this show specifically at Twebcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris, that's Geekade K-R-I-S. Karen, where can people find you? Shoot underscore the underscore moon. And Evan, where can people find you? Geekade underscore Evan. 
If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh original content. Back to you, Evan. All right, Chris. So now it's back to our regularly scheduled programs. It is your turn. What it is, the, is my turn. What is the homework for this week? Well, before I dive into the homework, Uh-oh. I also want to give a, a quick little shout out to uh, a few other milestones. Um, <laughs> so this is this is uh, the 200th episode of this week's episode, Geekade's TV podcast. Geekade also has a video game podcast, which I host, called the Stone Age Gamer Podcast, <laughs> which, which is edit. celebrating <laughs> its 300th episode. So SAG 300, we re- recorded last night. Uh, TWEP 200, we just finished recording. And tomorrow night I will be recording episode 100 of the Waveback Music Podcast, my show about video game music. Mm-hmm. So, uh... You've been a Celebrations busy going on. Oh, this week. You this guys, week hurts. it's been awful for him. <laughs> this he's week been is brutal. He's had his ass kicked. It's uh, and it's just starting because because uh, yes, Evan usually edits Stone Age Gamer, but this week I'm doing it because uh, we were lucky enough on Stone Age Gamer to have Banjo Guy Ollie write us an original theme song for the show. So are we switching so, over um, to that? Is that yeah for episode 300? Just 300 or again going forward? Cool. But I'm I changed up the intro and the outro. Like I wrote a whole new script. Cool. So I, that's why I, I I wanted to edit it this week because I want to figure out the timing of, you know, how do I have to talk through the intro? How do I want to make the song work? How do I want it to sound at the end? There's a lot of stuff I want to figure out before I I, I send it over to you. And that's to why edit in the I, future. When you said you're editing, that's why I responded with sweet. <laughs> So it's it's editing that on top of all the prep work for it, and uh, it was just it's it's been a heck of a lot of fun, and I look forward to doing a couple of fun new things in in our future on this show as well. So, anywho's uh, back to business here. So I uh, where did I write it down? Da, 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 da. Nope, that's not it. There it is. All right. Oh, that's the other thing. And I absolutely have to say this because I wrote it down and I took a note of it. In the How I Met Your Mother thing, in the beginning, nobody outside of television has ever wrapped a present that way. That is a, that is a prop thing. Yeah. Do you know why they do that? So they don't have to create 40 props. So if they have to keep doing takes, they don't have to keep unraveling presents like that. That's just a TV thing. <laughs> I understand that what you're saying. It's like sense. the empty coffee coffee yeah. cup thing. Yeah. It drives me bananas. <laughs> and I'm letting you know now that you made the comment about the empty coffee and how much it bothers you. I see it all the time in <laughs> bottles and in cans. And you son of a bitch. Anyway. And Karen was the one who pointed it out to me. So it's it's ultimately her fault. It is my fault. But if I have to live with it, so do you. <laughs> Anyways, um, so uh, the homework is. Probably not a huge surprise to either of you. I would like us all to watch Star Trek Picard, Season 1, Episode 1, Remembrance. I am a very big Star Trek fan, although I've, I have not spent nearly enough time watching Star Trek since I was a, a kid, because, you know, it takes up time, and I, time is something I don't have. But I've watched a couple episodes of this show, and I was head over heels in love with it, and I'm really curious to see what you guys will think of it. So that is what I want us to watch. 
All right, there you go. There's your homework. Star Trek Picard, Season 1, Episode 1, Remembrance. Chris, thank you so much. Karen, love you. Thank you for being here. Um, real quick before we be, before we wrap up, uh, this episode is coming out on the second of April, and that is my brother's birthday. So, ha- and he listens. I know. Oh, he's the one. Happy birthday, <laughs> Brian! Happy Love birthday. you. Happy birthday. From all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. Two hundred. Woohoo! Woo! Good night. This concludes our broadcast day.